0: So, my phone is always on silent. I never really have to turn it off. I just turn it off for like shows or concerts.
1: Yeah. Because I'm afraid
0: that it will just come to life.
1: <laughs> I leave it, will what? I'm sorry, what? Welcome Hello. to our
0: podcast.
1: Welcome to Review for Two, the only podcast where. It's
0: the only podcast.
1: Welcome to Review for Two, the only <laughs> podcast. Where... <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We know that you don't have a choice.
0: Could you imagine if there was like one podcast that everyone had to listen to if they had, if they like listen to
1: podcasts? The podcast app is just the one. <laughs> one. Oh yeah. Can you recommend some good podcasts? I can recommend some good podcast. There's only the one, you know.
0: Oh my god. I feel like we should have a section of this podcast at some point where we recommend good podcasts, like good video game podcasts that we listen to also. Because we're we're a review podcast, so we review video games, and I don't necessarily want to review other podcasts. I think that that's stupid, but I want to give credit where credit's due, and I think that the podcast community is like a really strong one, especially in video games. There are so many, and they're really good, so.
1: People like games.
0: Mm -hmm. What are we talking about today?
1: Today we are going to be reviewing the game Strange Brigade one more time
0: you want me to do that one more time
1: yes please
0: <laughs> are you gonna put that in like some random spot in our podcast
1: probably we need we need sound effects all the good podcasts have sound effects so i'm thinking we should no podcast
0: i listen to has sprinkling have sound
1: those effects. in there like, literally uh, zero I mean, what if it's a seasonal one? We could have a St. Patrick's Day noise. Um, <laughs> what would that noise be? The sound of four-leaf clothes. Shut up. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the sound of drunk people passing out.
1: There we go. Okay. All so right. today
0: we're talking about Strange Brigade. It was developed by Rebellion Developments in uh, 2018. It came out in August of 2018. So it's a very new game. And it came out for the for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. And it's a third-person co-op shooter. You can play solo or with three of your friends. So it's one to four people that you can play with.
1: It's also a very puzzle-solving shooter. There are a lot of different puzzles, like shoot the switches in the correct order, and you have to go hunt down the clues and do the specific thing and things like that. So it's part third-person shooter, part puzzle solver. You are dumped into these linear levels, and you basically just have to fight your way through hordes of enemies, solving the puzzles by shooting the MacGuffins, and... At the end of each level, there's usually some kind of boss rush or something like that.
0: Right. And each level, um, the enemies will get more and more difficult, of course. So you start off with your basic zombie or skeleton. It's a zombie skeleton, like mummy. You're fighting situation? a necromancer,
1: so it's. Yeah, yeah,
0: called Sateki. Let's shout her out. Shout out to Sateki.
1: <laughs> Caroline, do you have something to tell us? Are you perhaps. Well,
0: okay. In every. We'll talk about this, but there are little cutscenes throughout the game. And until the last level, the cutscenes are Sateki's ghost showing up and zooming into one of the heroes, one of the four heroes. And it would always be me.
1: <laughs> yeah. It would
0: always be me. I would always get possessed by Sateki. So shout out to the little ghost, Egyptian, South African, African, Saharan. I don't know where this takes place. We probably should have done some research.
1: Egypt is in Africa. That's
0: true. I don't know if it's North Africa.
1: We did go into pyramids and we fought Ra and Anubis at some point. So
0: I think Egyptian. Egyptian. So shout out to the little Egyptian devil monster. Ghost witch. (laughs) Ghost witch that lives inside me. The the
1: possession thing didn't do anything. It just kind of made your character go, ah, ghost. Yeah.
0: It was like a spook.
1: Yeah, you just got spooked for a few seconds and then we moved on.
0: So there, it's a multiplayer game and there are four characters or heroes uh, that are part of the Strange Brigade, roll credits, and they, you can't be the same person as somebody else on your team. So the four people, and we'll go through them a little bit more, I think later, but they're Archimedes de Quincy, who I think is the nerd.
1: That sounds right.
0: Frank Fairburn, who's the shooter, like sharpshooter guy.
1: Mercenary guy.
0: Gracie Braithwaite, who is the... Mechanic. Mechanic. Uh, and Nalangu Rashida, who is more of the mystic.
1: She's a demon hunter.
0: Demon hunter.
1: But she hunts She's demons awesome. with bullets. Mm-hmm. so Or really
0: firepower.
1: Functionally not that different from the right. mercenary.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: They both just shoot things dead.
0: Yeah, and they all have a different... Kind of special or alt, I guess you could say.
1: They each have four alts to choose from and Mm -hmm. none of them share alts. So there are 16 different alts in the game. Yeah. And depending on which character you are, you have access to four different ones.
0: Yep. The basic gameplay is you're equipped with two guns that you get to pick and you can use the tokens that you get at every round to get new guns, change your gun, whatever you'd like. And there are gems. Is that what they're called? The little things that you can equip to your gun.
1: Yeah, those are gems.
0: Gems uh, that you can find in each level. And those are special abilities that your gun will have. So there's some like uh, freeze or...
1: Set enemies on fire. Set
0: enemies on fire. What's another one Restore that I like? Restore a little Restore bit health you. when you kill an enemy. So you can get these gems and you equip them to your gun. You can't equip more than a certain amount so some guns will have one slot or two slots or three slots and once you switch out a gem it eliminates the gem that you switched out so you can't go back and change it unless you find another gem at a later level that was the same one that you switched out if that makes any sense and you go through these puzzles and there are little side puzzles where you have to find hieroglyphs on mountains and shoot them in the right order there's a little snake maze puzzle where you have to make the two ends of the snake connect to get into that room, and then there are things like stepping on a on a pressure point pressure pad, and a light will turn on. And you have to shoot that light in the correct order. That those are like the main mini puzzles, and you just have to find your way through the level until you get to the end and the boss fight, as Marco said. And the the enemies do get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the main gameplay. I mean, there's not really much more to it.
1: Do you want to review it?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going first. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Do you want to review it? I will review
0: it. So I actually really like this game. I thought that it's a really fun alternate multiplayer game, which is something that we're always looking for here at Review for Two, is games you could play with someone or with someone next to you. I thought that this was... A great different style of game. It's cool that there are puzzles. It's not too scary. It's not too difficult to get through. Marco and I just the two of us beat the game. So you can beat it. I would recommend having more people because it gets much easier when there's more people to fight the enemies. But it is doable with two people. I don't know that I could do it just by myself. But I really like it. I think I played as the demon hunter, Nalangu, and she is awesome. And I really liked her ultimate. I liked the weapons that they gave us. And the puzzles were interesting. Like it was a way to capture your interest while also serving kind of the plot because you would find gems or you would find relics when you undid the puzzle. So it would it would further the plot. The story doesn't really matter that much i mean you're just trying to fight this one spirit ghost and at the end that's what you do and you fight her minions and you get to kill her at the end spoilers um kill her again kill her again right yeah i liked it i think that everyone should play it i think that you should pick up a copy i don't know how expensive it is i know it does cost money but i had fun i thought that it was a beautifully done game like physically it looked really beautiful Um, so I would definitely recommend it. What about you?
1: I thought it was a very good game, but it was not without its flaws. Okay. So it definitely felt a little bit more like an indie game in that the general just shooting was not as polished as you would like it to be. Mm -hmm. It just felt a little, a little slow. I'm used to first person shooters. So the third person shooter just made it feel a little bit more distant. It was still very good, and so it was definitely serviceable and functional, and it was fun to play as. There were also a few design choices that that made it a little bit more difficult for us to actually finish getting through. Yeah. One was like Caroline mentioned, you can't reuse gems once you assign it to a gun. So you can buy stronger weapons, but when you do that, they don't have the upgrades. So it it's a very much a trade-off of, do I want a better gun, or do I want this gun that sets things on fire and also heals me? Right. Right. Uh, another one of the choices was when you open. There are loot chests around that have either money or the gems or little store like journal entries. Mm-hmm. We did not really pay much attention to the journal entries because no. the money and the gems were much more useful. Yeah,
0: but, or health potions. Or health
1: potions. Yeah, but when you opened the chest, only one person could get the thing in the chest.
0: So if you have a loot goblin on your team,
1: if you have a Caroline on your team, hey. she will follow you and come in and press the obtain item that just popped out of the chest button before you can get it.
0: Well, for the, if it was coins, it would just go to the nearest person. Not
1: always. There are a few times where we stole each other's, remember? I don't. Oh, yeah. we. If if you like ran in and kind of just pushed him out of the way, you became the nearest person. Right. So you could steal their coins.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you didn't have to press a button to take the coins. Oh no, for the gem
1: you did. Okay, no, for the
0: gem you did. Yeah, yeah. So, so if somebody was opening a chest and it had coins, you could just kind of scoot in there and get the coins.
1: Or if they were opening the chest and had a gem, there was a half a second lag between Mm. them opening the chest and them being able to press the X button again. Yeah. So it was very easy for you to steal their gem. And Caroline, there was one level where Caroline did that to me like six times in a row. Yeah. And because of that, I did not have any good weapons or power-ups or anything like that. And so when we got attacked by a whole bunch of enemies, I was unable to help Caroline and she got thoroughly overwhelmed because I was so underpowered.
0: There are also weapon chests where you can use the coins that you got to get kind of a special weapon that would uh, disappear after you've used all the ammo of it. And if you don't have enough coins, which is something that happened to Marco because I would steal his coins... You can't get a gun like that. And those guns came in clutch.
1: They were so helpful.
0: So you really couldn't beat a level without one. And if you didn't have enough coins, you couldn't get one.
1: Which I did like the fact that it kind of forced you to work as a team because Mm -hmm. if one person does not do that, then the entire team suffers.
0: Yeah. Although I could have opened the chest for you and you could have taken the gun, which is something that we did a few times.
1: Yeah. It just did make it a little bit more difficult to immediately get into the team player aspect when you open a chest and there's a gem that we both really, really need <clears throat> and only one person is able to access it. Right. My last gripe, I think, is just that it did not feel like the strength or number of enemies scaled for the number of people's pl- people playing yeah. in the game. So it was designed to be played with four people and we only ever had more than two one time when our viewer joined us. And when we had that third person, it was so easy when we played through some of our previous levels. So it definitely feels like there are four player characters worth of enemies on the field at all times, no matter how many player characters you actually have. So as soon as you have three or four it is way way easier than two and it seems like it would be impossible with one
0: right and another mechanic about this game is if you're knocked down you can get rezzed you go into like the nearest sarcophagus and one of your teammates can res you but if they are in the middle of a fight then they bring all of the enemies over to that point and so if you're very low on health or you just died and now you're very low on health because you don't regen all your health when you respawn, then you're fucked again and you just like go back into the sarcophagus. And so when you have a third person, one person can kind of distract the enemies and another person can res the person who's fallen. So
1: your teammates also do not get any sort of invincibility while they mm-hmm. are opening the coffin. True. That little animation takes maybe three or four seconds. And in that time, they can still take damage as normal. So if there are a lot of enemies, a third person is kind of crucial. Otherwise, I'll go try to save Caroline. I'll get swarmed by monsters and then we'll both be dead and we'll have to restart the level.
0: Right. Or as we played it once, I would die. Marco would go to save me. He would die. So I would just dodge around the perimeter of the map until I was back at that point. So the enemies were far enough behind me that I could open his sarcophagus then I would die, and
1: so repeats the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not to say that the game is all bad. There are a lot of very fun moments. Like, you can throw dynamite and then shoot the dynamite. And if you shoot it, it will explode when you shoot it, as opposed to waiting. So, you can time that up to blow up huge groups of enemies, and that is mm-hmm. immensely satisfying. Yeah. There are spinning blade of death traps, or fire traps, or giant explosion traps that you can lure enemies into and then shoot it to activate.
0: It does hurt you as well, though. Yeah. So.
1: The specials are, the ultimates are pretty fun to use. You have to. My
0: ultimate was fantastic. I didn't change my first ultimate. I changed it once and then I changed it right back. Because mine was just, I would explode into a rage of fire and instantly kill everyone who was around me. It was yeah. amazing.
1: I did the same, actually. I yeah. tried a few different ultimates, and really the first one was the most fun. Because I grabbed an enemy and pulled him and then pushed him back as a bomb. So when I had that, plus the dynamite, I was just kind of throwing large explosions <laughs> all over the map. Right. It was very satisfying. <laughs>
0: That is really good.
1: So in summary, it was a fun game. It is not without its flaws or frustrations, but I would still absolutely recommend it because it is in a lot of ways different than most of the other games you've probably already played. And it's got a kind of fun, quirky sense of humor that absolutely made it fun to play, even when we were facing some technical frustrations.
0: Yes, definitely. Shall we get into the questions? Okay, first question. Who was your favorite hero?
1: My favorite hero was the one that I played as the entire game, Gracie Braithwaite, who was, I f- think she was from the northern London area?
0: Probably North England. Probably
1: North England. I think she was from the North, from the North. England area. Because yeah. she had the kind of North England Cockneyish accent. She wore overalls and worked in a factory so she was always like oh yes money ha huh? something about bugger me chips and
0: she looked very much like an off-brand rosie the riveter <laughs>
1: she absolutely did an off-brand rosie the riveter from england
0: yes definitely
1: but she was fun to play as because she just had a punch that just punched enemies to the other side of the map yes and i mean of the four heroes she was more interesting than nerdy book dude and i'm just here so i'm getting paid mercenary guy caroline
0: my favorite was the one that i played as as well which is nalangu Rushida. she was just really badass and her ult was fantastic you have a melee attack which is not related to your gun obviously and so marco as he just said his was a punch an uppercut And mine was a kick and I would just keep running around kicking enemies. And when you had the gem that regens your health when you kill someone on your gun, it also does that for your melee or it might just do that for your melee anyway. So I would just, if I was really low on health, just go around kicking people because then I would regenerate my health and it was like awesome. So I really like her. There's apparently a fifth hero also that you could have gotten if you bought the game within a month of it coming out. It was something like know. that, some promotion, Um, named Winston Bay, but I don't know anything about him.
1: I do know he is Bay. He Bay. He Bay.
0: What was your favorite special weapon? Like one of the ones that you had to pay coins to get?
1: There were the 5,000 coin ones mm-hmm. and the 500. A 500. 500, 500, 500 and, and a
0: thousand. thousand. There might have been a 1500 one. I think there was one. I don't remember.
1: I liked the crossbow. I think it was one of the ones in the thousanders because. It was a timed explosion crossbow. Mm-hmm. So you shot an enemy and then they would just kind of... If it didn't kill them outright, they would wander around with this explosive crossbow bolt sticking out of them. And since the enemies are kind of slow and they group together, usually one bolt would take out so many enemies... And combined with my ult, which was turning an enemy into a bomb, and my bomb, which was a bomb, I had so many bombs that I was just, <laughs> just tossing... Just blowing everything I up. just... I had a lot of fun with a lot of bombs, you guys. Yeah. Caroline?
0: I think my favorite was the Blender Bus. It was really just a shotgun, but it was so overpowered that you could kill multiple enemies with one bullet. Um, you only had 12 bullets. It was, like, very hard to use and not lose very quickly, But it was so overpowered, but it was so helpful. I think also my least favorite, maybe my least favorite was a flamethrower.
1: I don't know. That one was okay. It was okay, but it wasn't good against anything other than the very lowest level grunt style enemy.
0: Yeah. And there were some enemies that were terrible. I think we should do, we should do that one. So there were some enemies that were just... Like the worst things to kill. I've never experienced this much of a frustrating enemy to kill. The one that really got me, which our next question, your least favorite enemy, was definitely the one, there was one that had like whips and then it would burrow underground and the whips would like hit you and then they would burrow and hit you. And you just didn't know where it was going and it would take out like half of your health.
1: This guy had crazy range.
0: It was awful. This guy was like, oh, he was so frustrating. Even one of the, he wasn't even one of the last enemies to be introduced, but he was just awful. Like so frustrating and terrible. I hated him. Who was your least favorite?
1: My least favorite enemy was Sateki's Champion. So Sateki's champion Mm -hmm. is a large minotaur that is decked out in golden armor. Mm -hmm. And when I first saw that there was a minotaur and he did his little charge attack towards me, I do what you do with every single video game enemy that is a bull with a charge attack ever, which is run in front of a wall, let it charge you, dodge out of the way, it crashes into the wall and it gets stunned. However, this minotaur had the ability to turn on a dime. Yeah. So you. It, the
0: course correction of this thing was right. ridiculous.
1: As long as there was no obstacle, no physical obstacle between you and this minotaur, it didn't matter what direction you were from it, it would automatically warp to going in that direction. So mm-hmm. you could dodge and it would just turn around immediately and still be going towards you, which made it very difficult to dodge. Yeah. And so if there were any other enemies on the field, you would have to spend all of your time just dodging that one and then those ones would come up and kill you. Yeah. It was just very difficult to fight and I feel like that enemy in particular could have been much more, it could have been much better suited to the game if it was less able to lock onto you and just come at you like a seeking missile. I agree. There was one point at the very end of the levels where we were just fighting three of them. Oh
0: god, it was awful. And it was impossible
1: because it was two of us and three of them. And so no matter which ones you dodged, and dodging one is hard enough, the other three would just immediately lock onto you. So Caroline would be running on one side of the field being like, I'm being attacked, I'm being attacked. There is one coming at me and I would be on the other side also dodging one yeah and there was neither of us could help each other and that level took us several tries
0: yeah the only thing that helped defeat this was that you had the ability to freeze enemies with some gun attack and so it would freeze him and then we would be able to actually get some shots in
1: yeah but
0: without it it was impossible it was awful
1: uh what was your favorite level My favorite level was the pirate level. There was one of the story points was that- Oh, yes. One of Sateki's minions way back when she was alive was a pirate captain. I'm not quite sure how a pirate captain became a sorcerer minion of a Egyptian witch queen. No one knows. But it happened. So I was okay with it because it gave us an excuse to go through pirate caves And run around on ships and buried treasure and fight pirates and then shoot, you know, Long John, whatever his name was, in the face a bunch of times. It was just the most different from all the other levels. And so I definitely appreciated that.
0: I actually agree with that. And it ties into the last question, which is favorite moment of gameplay. So there are a lot of, like, secret little rooms with loot, as we said, and different things. So that was the only level, I think, to have it. But there was a room... Where I walked in and the door closed, and it was like, ambush. And so I had to fight all these pirates and skeletons, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. But I fought all of them, and then it wouldn't let me leave the room. I was like, I cleared this room. Why can't I leave? So I I searched around, and there was a second level with like a little ledge. So I went up the level of the room, and there was just this one pirate who was obviously inebriated, just kind of like dancing around and enjoying himself and having fun. And I was like, I can't possibly kill this guy. This guy's like enjoying his life and not annoying me. He's not pushing me. He's not, you know, firing bullets at me. Like, why, why would I need to kill him to like end the level? And I was so upset that I had to kill this guy, but he just brought me so much joy for that one little second and then i i had to kill him to get out because i i wouldn't have gotten out any other way and we would have been stuck on that level for years
1: whoever decided to put that little dancing skeleton that level thank you yeah thank you that is the kind of little design decisions that make a game fun and unique and that's the kind of thing people remember when they're talking about a game after playing it is oh yeah did you find the dancing skeleton pirate (laughs) i didn't want to kill him he was so cute
0: yeah and it was the only level that had something that cute like that so i was like it's a little bit weird because it's so different than the other levels of this game but i really enjoyed it so what was your favorite moment of gameplay
1: my favorite moment of gameplay is i know we just complained about the immortal minotaur guys but there was a second variety of immortal minotaur guy who instead of charging you he just had a big sword and he would slowly walk towards you. <laughs> and it was very, very easy to dodge this one because he was just very big and slow. But a single hit would take out a fair amount of your health. So we just kind of stayed back and backpedaled and dodged out of the way. And he had, he had three weak spots that you had to hit or else it wouldn't do any damage. So he had one on his head, one on his back, and one on his chest. And they would light up one at a time you would shoot that weak spot, it would stun him, and then you would go up and use your magic powers to take out a chunk of his health. Mm-hmm. So you just had to do each weak spot. But it was very difficult to hit those weak spots because he was moving and they were kind of small. And Right. It was just the difficulty was that you had to hit them specifically. But after a while, we kind of figured out that since I had the ice enchantment on my gun, if I hit him anywhere there was a one in three or whatever chance it was that he would freeze in place. So we would just kind of group up, backpedal. I would shoot him with my gun until he froze. And then we would have 10 seconds to leisurely stroll over, aim (laughs) up our shots, and then hit him. Yeah. And it was just very fun that you could tell this is not the way the encounter was designed. But I was just like, ha ha.
0: We've beaten the game. We have (laughs)
1: outsmarted the game. Not even beaten it. Not
0: even beaten it. Yeah, that was good. There were also some moments where we had puzzles to figure out and we couldn't find the key to the puzzles because they would be on random parts of the map so we would just try our luck and i think once we were playing with our one listener and he was like i'm just gonna try it and he got it on the first try and we're like hey oh and then there was that level that we got all the cats
1: oh we did get all the cats
0: yeah we got all the cats and we got a lot of gold
1: there were spooky ghost cats that just popped up at random intervals and you heard a meow in the background which Mm -hmm. told you they were there and they're very, very easy to miss. Yeah. So you need to shoot all six and you get access to the gold room, which is just a ludicrous amount of gold yeah. that you can then use to buy stuff after the level. Right. And we spent the entire game trying to find all six cats <laughs> and we couldn't until one of the last levels when we finally did it. And yeah. it was very, very satisfying. It was so satisfying. Take that cat god thing.
0: Are you just like, does it bring back memories of Merkel?
1: Merkle.
0: we still haven't talked about that game on a oh, podcast that's fall 76, 76. 76 don't worry you'll hear all about mergle that game might be an hour-long podcast that one might be we have so many good moments
1: r.i.p mergle r.i.p
0: so mean to cats this one gone um, but
1: not forgotten especially <laughs> in my cookbook oh my god Well now that we've started talking about another game, I do believe we have reached the end of review for two. Forever? Well no, just for this episode. Oh, okay. I hope not forever. Do you have plans that you weren't gonna tell me? What? no no, 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 hold on. (laughs) Do we anything anything else? We good?
0: Shout out to Germany.
1: Shout out to France.
0: And Israel. And the US. Michigan. Where are you at? Why haven't you tweeted on on us, Michigan? You can be on the podcast if you just let us know. All right, let's we will not, let you be not on the podcast. Offer that. Why?
1: We don't know who that
0: is. So I'm sure it's not like a serial killer. I mean, oh, that's it could true. be.
1: It could be. It, they could be anyone you know. We really I don't got know off any track. serial killers. We need to end this podcast <laughs> right now. Bye. Bye.
0: That edits it And You never told me.
1: I, I, it's. I thought in once the age, you hear
0: the the theme song, you're like, okay, I'm gonna turn it off.
1: In the age of Marvel movies, everyone Ugh. stays behind everything it's to like see if there is an end credits thing at the, the end. The
0: most annoying.